0: I'm Evan Knappen and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Well, we've had some important news and that is the uh, somewhat promulgation, what's being called the uh, interim uh, release of the new firearm safety and training guidelines and the use of force requirements for carry permit holders in New Jersey now this was supposed to be released on July 1st by the state police and instead they released it late July 17th Um, they did not meet the requirement under the statute in time I don't know if that will have legal significance or not but for now uh, the basic viewpoint is that we're going to need to abide by these new training requirements which the carry killer murphy anti-civil rights bill mandated to be promulgated uh, and put forward by the state police i'm assuming these interim guidelines we will then see finalized when the administrative code rules Get finalized because currently the administrative code in New Jersey is completely out of date, and the out of date admin code, which is loaded with all kinds of wrong information and extremely misleading and fail to update to all these new Murphy laws, not just the carry killer anti civil rights bill, that's still out there uh, and it's to be in effect, I believe until November they gave themselves an extension to promulgate all the new stuff. But that, of course, leads to even more confusion because the administrative code in many places outright conflicts with the statutory law. And, of course, the statutory law would take precedence over admin code. But nonetheless, it's typical of New Jersey to mandate upon gun owners the most stringent of requirements, most stringent of timelines, most stringent of interpretations. And then you see the government self-run in such a slipshod way and it's no problem. So this is what happens. It's always one-sided. But we as gun owners, of course, have no such luxury, and we have to abide by what is put out there by the authorities. So I want to uh, clarify a number of things that are of great importance that have caused enormous amounts of confusion, a lot of misinformation that has been out on the uh, Internet, oh, can you believe that? Misinformation on the Internet. I know they're all shocked to hear that. But even misinformation being put out by the state police themselves, and I've been just getting all kinds of of information sent to me with people questioning it and asking about it. We're going to straighten out a lot of the key points today about the training requirements. On another show, we're going to go through their use of force training information packet where they attempt to explain, they being the state, attempt to explain a uh, use of force, which itself at the moment is loaded with all kinds of mistakes. I can't even believe they put this thing out. Now, I recently looked at the link and the link has a 404 message and it has a newer date, the 21st of July. So maybe by the time you hear this or a little bit later, maybe there'll be a new promulgation fixing a lot of the blatant errors that I saw, but on a subsequent show, we will review thoroughly what the state police claims is the law regarding use of force. But this show, I want to focus on the most immediate concerns people have, which is the new training requirements. Now, keep in mind, under the statute, there were three things that the state police were required to produce In order to, well, frankly, create all kinds of hurdles to us exercising our Second Amendment rights. I'm just going to call it like it is because all this entire bill is a scheme to discourage, stop, block our ability to carry. And training requirements are, of course, part of that um, attempt. And so I'm confident we're going to see litigation over this, but for now, what were the initial requirements that the state police had to do? Well, by July 1, which, of course, that deadline was passed, the state police were required to establish training requirements in the lawful and safe handling and storage of firearms. And it was supposed to consist of, one, an online course of instruction, two, in-person classroom instruction, and target training administered by a certified firearm instructor on a firing range approved by the superintendent. So there are basically three elements here. One is the online course of instruction. Second, in-person classroom instruction, which would focus more on use of force, because that's how the state police have actually set this up. And three... The target training, quote unquote, which by the way isn't really target training but rather proficiency with shooting. Proficiency that is at such a level that it is in fact virtually the same level as required for. RPOs, which are retired police officers to qualify to get a New Jersey RPO card. And the RPO requirements, by the way, are founded upon what active police must do to qualify as well. Now, these are known in the nomenclature as HQC, There's HQC-1 and HQC-2. The training requirements for us, for citizens now, is now HQC-modified, which essentially is the RPO qualification. The main difference is not having to do night shooting. However, the... uh, the, the the qualification is incredibly strenuous because what they are requiring is that anybody who desires to exercise their Second Amendment right, their right to keep and bear arms, their right to protect themselves and defend themselves in public to get a permit, they must be able to be the same as a essentially a retired police officer. In which, in order to be an RPO, keep in mind, you have to have at least that 10 years in as active police, in which you've had 10 years of firearm practice and qualification on this very course. You're an experienced police officer. You're now taking a qualification course where you've been doing this and practicing this and learning this entire rigorous proficiency testing, and now a citizen has to meet the same standard. My question is this, it's pretty simple. I should not have to qualify as a NASCAR racer in order to get a driver's license, okay? I don't need to have that skill level to be a safe driver. And you see, this is what they're doing. They're creating a standard that is the same standard as professional veteran law enforcement has had to meet for decades individually for each one. And that's what's being imposed upon us. The shooting requirements require all kinds of timed fire, require shooting even at kneeling position, etc. things that many folks may not even be able to do that are, uh, uh, unable physically to do it, has nothing to do with their ability to safely handle a firearm, but instead to be put through a proficiency. And let me just say that under the Heller and the McDonald and the most importantly Bruin decision, this is the kind of thing that is not legal, it is not lawful, it is unconstitutional, this type of testing. It's not something that the Bruin decision said was okay. They talked about safety training. That's one thing. But not about proficiency, a particularly proficiency that raises to such an extreme level as this. It's pretty outrageous, and it, it really mirrors the same techniques that were used by the racist government's uh, racist state governments after the Civil War in trying to stop uh, blacks from having the right to vote. They had poll taxes, right? So you had to pay exorbitant amounts of money. And this all costs big money to be able to get this training, by the way. And literacy tests, essentially literacy tests to vote. These are all found unconstitutional. Here you're going to have to understand this written packet of very detailed use of force legalistic information that frankly uh goes above and beyond what an average citizen actually needs to know and it is not part of so-called safety training that's for sure and should you know the law yeah you should should you gain an understanding of it yes but should you be denied your right to keep and bear arms if you cannot arbitrarily pass A test based on this extreme position and let me also mention that what about someone who themselves is illiterate someone who's illiterate does that mean that they cannot have the right to protect themselves because they don't know how to read or because their ability to comprehend complex law uh, means no they can't be able to tell when their life is threatened with serious bodily injury or death that when they might be justified in using a deadly force you don't think that person might still be mentally capable to do so i would strongly disagree so this whole situation is a uh another tactic another tool to discourage the exercise of our rights but in new jersey even having the ability to carry is such an improvement and many individuals will do what it takes to have that carry no matter how outrageous the requirements they will do it so those of you that are participating in this that are willing to meet these standards that are physically able to meet these standards well i want to make clear to you some very important things about how this works. So I received a letter that I think summarizes what a lot of people are thinking and saying. So let me start with that. Hi, Evan. I listen to your podcast all the time. You're doing a great job educating us on NJ law and helping us navigate the many landmines our legislators have laid out for us. I have a question regarding hqc two modified. I already, I have not heard about this new training qualification requirement until this morning. I already have my permit to carry. Do you know if HQC2 will require PTC holders to requalify or if this would only come up on renewal? Thank you in advance for considering this question, Dave. Well, that is an important question. And it is a question that has been raised and which there is an onslaught of misinformation about. So let me give you the definitive explanation of who the new training requirements apply to and who they do not apply to. So here's the deal, folks and I'm going to be really clear about this. A person who obtained a New Jersey permit to carry a handgun and whose permit does not expire before December 22nd of 2023, okay? Typically, those whose permit was issued after December 22nd 2021, folks, December 22nd, 2021, not as many people have been seeing December 22nd, 2022. So a person who obtained a new jersey permit to carry a handgun whose permit does not expire before December 22nd, 2023, which would mean typically those whose permit was issued after December 22nd, 2021 shall comply with the new training requirements no later than October 1st, 2023. If you have such a permit that falls under that, if it was uh, a permit that was issued after December 22nd, 2021, then you're required... To comply with the new regulations, meaning having to get the new certification that you meet this new training, and your your failure to do that, we're going to discuss in in the second half of the show. But you need to do this, and you have to get it done by October first. And let me expand further about now some various exemptions to this, and some individuals that may not fall under this and some things you may find surprising under this, but the basic rule, I just want to get through everybody's head. The basic rule is it's applying to permits that were issued after December 22nd, 2021, not December 22nd, 2022. Now this does not apply. Okay. This mandate to have the new training does not apply to a person who obtained a New Jersey permit to carry a handgun after July 1st, 2023. That's right. If your permit actually was obtained, you know, issued and you got it after July 1st, 2023, because of how the law reads and because the state police didn't promulgate in a timely manner, frankly, frankly, this doesn't apply to that, to those people that may have had a permit issued that was after July 21st, 2023. And it will only apply to those people upon their renewal of their permit, you see. So they don't have to complete anything by October 1st, 2023. If they're in that small class of people that actually had permits issued after July 2023 because the law only applies to those that had permits issued prior the law meaning for them to have to get recertified by October 1st, 2023. So if you're in that small class of folks after July 1st, then you'll only have to do this upon renewal. You'll have to meet the new training requirements. If you haven't already done them because it's possible that somebody who got a permit after July 1st, 2023, and in fact the new training requirements were completed by you, then this, of course, doesn't apply to you either because you've met the new requirements and you will not have to recertify uh, on the renewal because you'll be covered and you can uh, take advantage of that but if you uh, fall into that class where you didn't meet the new training requirements but you're still not required to recertify by October then on your renewal you're gonna then have to do the recertification and of course new applications any new applications they have to meet the new training requirements now there's another interesting little factor here that you may find confusing I'm going to try to make it clear for most people whose permit was issued before December 22nd 21 so if the permit was issued before December 21st sorry, it's December 22nd of 2021 their period is two years right you have a two-year permit which means it will expire before twelve twenty two twenty-three, before December twenty-second, twenty-three. Meaning they don't have to comply with the October first, twenty twenty-three recertification deadline. They'll have to comply on their renewal, but they don't have to meet that if they had a permit that was issued before twelve twenty-two. 21 new jersey permit to carry handgun applications that were submitted before december 22nd 22 were all judge based right they're all judge issued unless they got remanded to the chief or superintendent after the carry killer anti-civil rights became law which some of them may have been and some of those on rare occasion a judge may have forced someone's permit to expire sooner Or renew sooner and that could be found where someone may have been infirmed or older so uh, those folks uh, now face a different situation right now further note that there's been this rampant misinformation and you're seeing this where it's being alleged that permits granted Before December 21st of 2022 are universally exempt, that is flat out wrong. It's inaccurate. I hope I've made it clear to you how this deadline works. I know it's confusing, but I just want you to keep in mind the basic rule, and that is if your permit was issued after December 22nd, of 2021, then it is virtually assured, except for that few minor exception of those folks that got it after July 1st of 2023. So it's basically going to be just about everybody must comply with those new training requirements no later than October 1st of 2023. So October 1st is the deadline to get recertified so that your permit remains valid and you may and you remain um, qualified under the statute. So that is uh, very important, and I wanted to clarify that because of the misinformation that is out there in the ether, and I'm getting all these kind of questions about it. Now let me also point out and uh, it is important to do so that I have uh, great sponsors of the gun lawyer podcast and one of those sponsors is we shoot and this is really interesting because we shoot we shoot has done firearm training and permit certification and they've been doing this for a number of years, and it's important if you got your training at We Shoot, their training actually met or exceeded the new training requirements, and therefore We Shoot students who took the USCCA NJ carry class will not be required to re-qualify. Okay, because you've actually met the standard. So you can get your certification from them that you've met it, and you don't have to take the course because you've already actually met the standard because we shoot utilized the course of the HQC2 modified and actually exceeded the requirements so that if you got your training at our sponsor, We Shoot, then you're actually covered by that. And if anyone has a question as to how substantially uh, similar type training, how does that actually work, where's the proof of that, let me just point out that there is the certificate, of safe handling and proficiency in the use of handgun certification. That certification is a form on the state police website that they put out in this interim prop uh, uh, proposed, uh, what I guess eventually is going to be the final rule. They put this out, and there's the certification form. And what the certification form specifically says is that qualifications on a course of fire substantially similar to HQC2 Modified. And so they're specifically recognizing courses that were substantially similar. And We Shoot has uh, put their course under that. So keep that in mind. You should check and see where you got your original certifications done. And if your trainer or certifier actually did a substantially similar to HQC2 Modified, then you will have met the grade there and should be able to get a certification from your trainer that such has been met. So that is something to keep in mind, and I would highly advise you to check out We Shoot. Which is an uh, indoor range in Lakewood. They're very convenient for folks in Monmouth and Ocean County. They have great training, top of the line training. And uh, th- th- I think it's pretty evident by the folks that they trained here are even trained to the new standards that haven't even been uh, at the time uh, mandated for citizens. But they train their folks to such a level, which is why they never had any of their trained folks rejected had their permits rejected for not having adequate training this is the kind of quality that you get out of a we shoot so uh check out we shoot usa.com that's their website and uh, you will uh, be glad you did i also want to thank of course the association of new jersey rifle and pistol clubs they are a sponsor and they are litigating as we speak over these very issues. And I'm sure that we will see action from them over this new outrageous promulgation of, you know, having to force every carry permit holder to be John Wick. Uh, really uh, pretty extreme here, not needed. Uh, this is a fundamental right. We have the right to defend ourselves. The association stands in the defense of that right. They do it every day. They're in the federal courts as we speak. They have a full-time paid lobbyist in Trenton. They are there defending us, defending you. You need to be a member of our state association. Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, org. Join them. You get fantastic news Email alerts. As soon as this new training requirement came out, they sent out an alert about it. They're on it. I'm proud to be uh, uh, a member as well and helping the association along. They do a great job. They're the premier gun rights group in New Jersey. Let me also take a moment here to shamelessly plug my book. My book is... New Jersey gun law the Bible of New Jersey gun law it's over 500 pages it's 120 topics all question and answer and I have a very thorough explanation of carry permits and how to get yours amongst the other 119 other topics and the greatest thing about this new book is the QR code on the front because scan that you subscribe to our subscriber portal where you get alerts you get updates if you have subscribed then you will have received the update already on the new carry requirements you will have received the explanation of who has to qualify you'll have it in writing you'll have it in format for q a to keep your book up to date i get these out quickly so that you're able to stay on top of it and know the law and it keeps the book current So if you're interested in getting your copy of New Jersey Gun Law, 25th Anniversary Edition, just go to my website at evannappen.com, E-V-A-N-N-A-P-P-E-N.com. You'll see the big orange book right there. Just click it and order yourself a copy and get on that subscriber portal. You get all the updates for free. It is a free service, something you should take advantage of. I have more for you when we come back from the break.
1: For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator, fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman, tearing away at anti gun propaganda to expose the truth author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Nappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Nappin, Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
0: Welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan Knappen, and I'm trying to clarify some of these uh, requirements that have come out, a lot of these questions that we've gotten. You know, I'm looking at what the state police promulgated, and, and I cannot get over how sloppy, how unprofessional. They put out the, the the online course. Okay, This is supposed to be the online course for carry permit online course for carry permit for the firearm you know, safety and awareness for the requirement under the law go to the first page the very first page of the powerpoint presentation let me read you what it says folks remember this is required for your carry permit ready here's the title you can see it for yourself go right to the state police website you'll see it or go and look at uh, the gun lawyer transcript i'll have the link right there here's what it says New Jersey State Police Firearms Identification Card Safety and Awareness Interim Training. Isn't that nice? They did a firearms ID card for carry permit. What the hell? I mean, come on. How about proofreading? You know, that would be pretty amazing, huh? But no, they were already late, so it's kind of obvious they were jamming it out as fast as they could. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, of course, when you look at what was put out on the rest of it, but look, we're 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 going to have to deal with it. We got to get these training things on, in and done. You got to do it. Here, you see what they've done. I have an important other question that really hits on this as well. This is from Margie, a Marjorie. She says, "Evan, I believe you're working on a more detailed information about the new PTC requirements, which I am and have done." And I have a question that hasn't been addressed anywhere yet. When I'm carrying concealed, if the event arises that a law enforcement officer needs to see my PTC, how do I know whether my qualifications and training meet the new requirements? How do, how do they know that? This is one of the first things I thought of when I saw the ANJRPC alert yesterday. She, she's a member of ANJRPC, and that's how she even thought to send me a question about this. Hopefully this will be addressed in future communications or maybe in a podcast. And I want to say that's an excellent question. How does it work if you don't do the certification by October 1st? What happens if you're required to and you don't do it? Well, you know, what's funny is the statute doesn't speak to any type of penalty regarding that. Now, I'm not in any way telling you not to do this training, not telling you to do it. Because the way I see it is the requirement as to whether or not you've done it is on you to do, and then you should submit, frankly, that certification form that your certified trainer does for you that says you've met and qualified, and you should really give that to your issuing authority. Do a, Give a copy of that before October 1st to your issuing authority. But how will the officer know that you've met the qualification and frankly the officer won't immediately know that. There's no way to immediately know that. That's not a database thing. They're not going to know. But what happens is if they make inquiries, if they contact the issuing authority and want to know did you have the training or what's worse is what if you are in a righteous shoot, but the police are questioning you about this and maybe looking to bring charges even though you're the defender and not the victim and you were righteous but still you have to meet and present that it was lawful self-defense and then they go and find out hey you did not meet the safety training quote-unquote you didn't recertify or what's worse what if you don't do it and there's some type of accident with your gun you know they're going to be investigating you and then they find out you didn't do oh boy you're going to be in a world of trouble Now, what I suspect is that many of these issuing authorities, especially the aggressive anti-gun chiefs, which New Jersey has plenty, they're probably going to check the folks who they issued licenses to and see if they have submitted the recertification if it was required. And if it hasn't been done by October 1, they can bring a motion to revoke your carry permit. They'll move to revoke that you are not within the uh, law in your qualifications. And they can move to revoke, really, at any time, any person. They can do that. So you don't want to set yourself up for revocation. Also, don't just depend that the chiefs may not care or do anything, because I don't put it past the attorney general sending out a general uh, bulletin to all law enforcement to actually do that, to make sure that the carry license carry permittees that they, in fact, did get the required recertification if it was required. And so I bet you you're going to see that. And if you don't, then you're going to face revocation. So the bottom line is you need to recertify, you need to meet the new training requirements, you're going to need to do this if you fall within those folks that are required under the law to do it. Now, maybe we'll see some uh, relief in litigation or something else along those lines, but you can't necessarily rely on that. So you need to take steps to protect yourself here. Make sure you meet these requirements and jump these hurdles, deal with these blockades that New Jersey tries to put up to discourage and stop us from exercising Our constitutional rights. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens.
1: Gun Lawyer is a CounterThink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.